Welcome to the No Fluff Small Business Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Sam DiNicola, owner of the digital marketing agency, Sam DiNicola Digital, and coach for entrepreneurs looking to start and grow their own small businesses. This podcast is for anyone who wants to market their business effectively without huge budgets, massive teams, or burnout and overwhelm. I'll be cutting through all of the noise to give you straightforward and actionable tips so you can apply my knowledge and expertise in your small business. I truly believe that anyone can start and grow a business. So if you're ready to set aside the excuses and the fear and to start making the moves you need to be able to successfully promote your small business, keep listening. All right, let's get started with no fluff. Let's talk about some social media tips and best practices. And I wanted to hit on this because I know social media is so important for a lot of small businesses, but for a lot of them and a lot of business owners, you kind of don't know where to start because there's so many different social media platforms you can be on. And then even within those social media platforms, there's so many things you are supposed to be doing and it's really hard to keep up, right? So I wanted to touch on just a couple of um, main ideas f- that you should be taking into account for your overall social media marketing strategy and some individual kind of tips and things that you can start to implement really easily and really quickly in your social media strategy. So uh, the first thing I really want to talk about is figuring out what platforms you should be on and what KPIs you should be paying attention to. And this is something that I think a lot of business owners don't kind of stop to think about, but it is really, really important to make sure that you are structuring your strategy in a way that is going to impact the actual your actual business, right? Because we don't want to spend all of this time focusing on a social media marketing strategy that doesn't actually get you closer to your overall business goals. And I think a lot of times these two things kind of live in their own bubbles. Um, and people think they're going to get more out of their social media strategy than they're getting because they haven't really actually tied those things together. Right. Um, biggest thing takeaway for me here is, oh, what do you what's your biggest struggle in business right now? Well, I really need to get more clients. I need to make more sales, but I don't know how to get more leads. Well, what are you doing for lead generation right now? Well, I'm just focusing on like creating really great value and posting that to social media and engaging. Right. But if you haven't tied that back into, okay, how is the content you're creating tying back to what you sell and educating your audience that you're building on how they can pay you and buy from you, right? And if your engagement isn't focused on building no like trust to bring people down the purchasing funnel, your social media strategy isn't really connected to your overall business strategy there, right? So when you're thinking about what platforms you should be on, should I be on Facebook? Should I be on Instagram? Should I be on Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, there's a TikTok, right? Uh, Snapchat, there's a million, right? Think about, first of all, who your ideal customer is and where they're spending their time online and how they're consuming the information that is relevant to you and your business, right? So a really good example of this is if your target audience... <clears throat> 
are older women, Snapchat is not really going to be the place for you, right? If your target audience is really young people, Snapchat might be the place for you, right? TikTok is definitely going to be the place for you, right? So think about where they're spending their time. And then from there, how they're using that platform to consume content and what type of content are they consuming there, right? So, um, you know, this is really, I think a good example of this is Pinterest. Pinterest functions very much like a search engine tool, right? A lot of people, yes, they might scroll through their Pinterest feed, but a lot of times they go there because they want to find out something, they want to find out how to do something, and they're doing, they're like in the research page phase of the purchasing journey, right? So they're actually going to Pinterest and typing a search query in. And so that indicates to you that people on Pinterest who are searching for some typical keywords and stuff that you would be focusing on, they're further down the purchasing funnel because they're doing research, right? Whereas people on Instagram or even TikTok might not really know they're looking for the thing that you give. They're like wanting to find out a little bit more, right? So a good example of this might be, I want to learn more about money and personal finance. Maybe I want to learn more about that. But I haven't arrived to the conclusion that, oh, I actually really want to hire a personal finance coach. I want to hire a money mindset coach. I might not even know those things exist yet right? So Instagram and TikTok and Facebook to a certain extent um, do really well at educating that top of funnel people that they're just wanting to kind of learn about a topic and they don't really know if or what they want to buy eventually, right? So thinking about how and where you would be connecting with these people and what they're using these platforms to learn about and to consume is really important. And this is a, a think something that a lot of people are not thinking about, right? We also use a similar approach when we're thinking about what platform should I run ads on, right? This is also a consideration as well there, which I talk about in other episodes. Um, but from there, think about what KPIs you want to measure. So this is what analytics, what numbers do I care about? And it can be really easy to just focus on followers or impressions, which is number of eyeballs on your content, or reach, which is number of users who are seeing your content and things like that, um, or even comments, right? But if you're not clear on how each of those numbers relate back to not only your overall social media strategy, but your business strategy, there's going to be a disconnect there. So we've seen this a lot, you know, when people talk about vanity metrics, this is what they're talking about, right? So I don't care if you have 50,000 followers on Instagram, if those followers are not quality leads for you and none of them are converting to actually buy from you, why do we care about those 50,000 followers? The answer is we don't, right? But if you see a trend of when I have followers who are commenting on my content and saving my content and DMing me and engaging on the platform, those, you know, when you're seeing, oh, those people are really converting to be customers and to purchase from us, right? So you might then say, well, we don't really care about followers. What we really care about are these engagement numbers down here. 
right? We don't really care about co- likes so much as we care about comments and saves and sends, right? So getting super clear on what numbers are actually going to be impactful for the bottom line of your business is really important here because that will help prevent you from really just focusing on vanity metrics, um, which can be super helpful so that you're not measuring and paying attention to and putting your effort behind the wrong things, right? Because what would you rather have? A thousand followers who are never going to buy from you or a hundred followers who are super warm and are very likely to buy from you and work from you, right? I'd rather have a hundred followers because what do I care about in my business? The revenue, right? The sales. So that's really important. And that is how figuring out what KPIs are important to you and you're measuring in your in your social media marketing and this goes this is true for all of your marketing content, right? Figuring out what KPIs really matter and will actually help to impact your larger business strategies and connecting those two is going to help inform where you need to spend your time and what you need to spend your time doing, right? And so you can ask the same question of the platform question, right? If your ideal client is spending time on a platform, but they're not going to that platform to consume content um, and learn about the product or service you provide, should you spend time on that platform, right? So if you're to if you're a B two C business, if your ideal customer is you know just a consumer, but that consumer is you know a thirty three year old business professional, right? Do you want to spend time on LinkedIn? This is a question for you, right? Because yes, while your 32-year-old professional, young professional is spending time on LinkedIn, if they're not going to LinkedIn to find out about laser hair removal, because laser hair removal is great and it's going to save you time in the long run and they have that disposable income and all. So there's there's some overlap there, right? But if they're not going to LinkedIn to find out and learn about and consume content around personal care habits that can help save them time and energy, LinkedIn might not be the place for you, right? So that's a really good example of how you can think about it that is going to help you to make some of those decisions. So when we're talking about some of the more specific social media, you know, strategies and stuff, it can get really overwhelming, right? Because what platforms are we supposed to be on? And but then within that, platforms have multiple features and functionalities. So a perfect example of this is Instagram. It's not just Instagram anymore, right? You have Instagram feed posts, you have Instagram stories, you have reels, you have IGTV, you have lives. Now they're doing some sort of, I think, clubhouse competitor where it's like audio rooms that they're that they're trying out. So that's a lot of things. I mean, it's almost like it's functioning as multiple platforms on a single platform, right? So figuring out, okay, I've figured out what platforms I need to be on, but what things, what tasks even just within that single platform do I need to be doing, right? How do I decide that? So I wanted to just touch on a couple of those things here. Um, One thing that you should really be focusing on and that a lot of platforms are starting to add is alt text. And what alt text is, is it tells 
the platform, it tells Google, it tells any of these um, crawlers, right, that are just code and they're just consuming your content. It tells them what is the content that's contained on an image, right? Um, so we used to look at this um, alt text from an accessibility standpoint. So on your website, if you had an image on your website, you would and should still include alt text on there. So um, anybody who is vision impaired, who's using a software that reads the web page to them, the web page will read the alt text, which is typically a description of whatever is happening in that image so that they can fully consume that content, right? And that's still a really important piece for accessibility, but it's actually a really important piece for social media and for search engine optimization as a whole because Google and these platforms for now cannot see that image. They can't see that video really, right? Mm -hmm. So you should be including alt text to indicate to Google or to that platform, this is what's happening here. So you can include alt text on Pinterest now, you can include alt text on Instagram. Um, there's a few other platforms that are rolling this out, but anywhere that you can include alt text, you definitely should. Um, the platforms want you to be doing it, so they will like that and it will help them to serve your content to users who will find that content relevant. So make sure that you are taking a second to go in and add that alt text to images. And um, I think they're starting to roll this out for video as well. Um, so definitely make sure that you are utilizing alt text and when you're posting it, you're going in and adding alt text, not just from an accessibility standpoint, but from a discoverability standpoint, it's super, super powerful. Um, so the next thing that I really want to hit on is reels, IGTVs, lives, carousels. These are all um, different types of content that are on Instagram, but also other platforms have them as well, right? So if you are posting a carousel on Instagram, you can also post like a multi-image, multi-slide post on Facebook, right? To your Facebook page. Um, so different platforms on Pinterest, you can have uh, a pin that swipes and it's like multiple pins, right? And what all of these different types, and reels, right? Reels, TikToks, they're all the same. And then um, IGTV would be like similar to your YouTubes and to other things like that. And then lives would be also kind of similar to YouTube. You can go live on Instagram, you can go live on Facebook. But what all of this content does is basically keeps users interacting with, consuming, and seeing your content for longer periods of time. And the longer your content, a user is consuming your content, that indicates to the platform that it's valuable, right? For example, if someone's watching an IGTV of mine and it's not good and it's not, you know, the title is social media tips and then I start talking about what I did on Tuesday night, it's not relevant to what they expected, so they're gonna leave. And so that indicates to the platform, okay, there's some sort of disconnect here, what people think they're gonna see, and then what they're actually seeing on that content. And it could be that that content's not actually that valuable, versus if that content was valuable, and I was talking about social media tips, and just like now, you're watching that, you know, you're listening to that, or watching that video, or swiping through all of those, you know, carousel slides, right? 
you're spending more time on that content, which indicates to the platform that that content is valuable to you, right? And you're enjoying that content. And what that does for the platform is it says, okay, great. Let's continue to serve this content to more people. So it gets your content in front of more eyeballs and more discoverable. A good example, like just to bring this outside of the social media realm is with SEO, search engine optimization. Um, when someone, when you come up in a Google, in a Google result, right? Somebody Googles something and then your website comes up and they click on your website, right? And they come to your website and the exact information that they thought they were getting that they were looking for is right on your page, right? And so they're reading through that content versus somebody who searches for something, your website comes up, they click on that website and it just brings them to a page that is completely irrelevant to what they were searching for. So what are they gonna do? They're gonna leave. They're not gonna search all around for that content, look all over the website. They're gonna leave, which indicates to Google that they bounced, which indicates to Google that that content wasn't relevant to them, which is gonna hurt you. And Google's gonna say, okay, this content isn't actually relevant to this thing, so we're not gonna serve it as much. Pinterest does the exact same thing. So all of these different types of content are serving as a way for you to get people to interact with your content a little bit longer. So what does that mean for you? Do I need to be creating all those different types of content? Not if you can't, not if you don't have time, but just when you're creating your content, think about how can I get people interacting with this content for a little bit longer? How can I make sure that this content is relevant for them and getting them the information that they need, but they're kind of staying long enough for it to indicate to the platform that this is valuable? right? So with TikTok and Reels, this is like completion rate and YouTube as well, right? So like how long you watch that video for, do you watch that TikTok or Reel all the way to the end? That's good. If you do that, that's a good indicator to the platform. Same with YouTube, right? So be thinking about that just when you're creating your content, how can we create this content and present this content or this message or this value in a way that's going to keep people interacting with it for a little bit longer, right? And so user-generated content is another thing that I want to just hit on really quick because for a lot of business owners, you might not have a lot of imagery or video and you might struggle to create imagery and video to be used on social media, right? So you know what you want to talk about on social media, but you don't have the visuals to go along with it. And user-generated content, UGC, is a great way to fill that gap a little bit. Um, Not only is it exciting and fun um, for users to, you know, this is great for consumer brands, right? Fragrance brands, makeup, any home-related thing, fashion, right? It's like fun and exciting for a brand that you purchase from to post your picture that you took, right? With permission and they credit you and everything, that's kind of exciting. So that's really great and it builds relationships there. But it also gets you using visuals and those visuals often connect really well with other users. It's like by the people for the people, right? It's created by users and a lot of times it helps other users to connect really well to that. So if you're struggling to have visuals, if you don't have the budget to have a brand photo shoot and you're kind of shooting your own stuff, but you just don't have time to do a ton of it or you're really struggling with it, definitely take a look at do you have any users who are posting content about your brand, any visuals that they're posting about their brand? Can you reach out to them and see if you can use that in your marketing? And that can be a great way to fill that gap a little bit.
right? And the other thing that I really want to hit on is just content repurposing and content recycling. It is so hard for business owners to create all this content, right? Especially if you're creating all of the content yourself, you don't have any support around that. It's really hard, right? So make sure you are looking at your content and figuring out, okay, how can I take this one piece of content and flesh it out and have it exist as multiple pieces of content without me having to create, you know, 10 pieces of content, right? How can I morph that content, transform that content into different platforms, different areas of that platform to really meet people and users where they're at without it causing so much extra time and effort from me, right? And content recycling is the same thing, right? Don't think that just because you posted something once, everybody saw it and they're going to remember it and you can never post it again, right? You can be reusing, recycling and updating and keeping your content relevant, but recycling it out. You don't have to create all of your content fresh from scratch forever, right? Content repurposing and content recycling is such a game changer for so many business owners. And even if you are outsourcing your your content and you have a social media manager, my social media manager is you should 100% be using this for your clients, right? Because it totally makes sense. It saves you time, which is going to save them money. And it's super impactful. And guess what? Even, you know, people need to, you need to post about something a lot of times for people to see it. And then they need to see it or hear it multiple times before they're actually going to remember it and commit it to memory. So think about that a little bit when you're doing your content creation schedule. When's the last time I talked about this? Do I need to talk about this more? Should I, you know, create, you know, a few different versions of this post, slightly different versions of this post that are all kind of hitting on the same thing or promoting the same thing and then and then, you know, make sure I'm talking about them every month or every week, right? Look at that and that's going to really cut down time on your social media content creation schedule. And look at where you can repurpose that content. Can I take this blog post and can I just record a video of this instead and then have that video be transcribed into a blog post and then I can take snippets from that blog post and have that be content that's going to go out in a Instagram feed posts, right? Can I take out snippets from that video that I recorded and have that be an IGTV or IG stories? All of those questions, it's going to save you massive, massive time. And it's still going to be getting the content and the information that your audience needs to them, where they're at, where they're consuming that content. But the result is you're not spending all of your time and energy creating that content for not a ton of business results, right? And so that is something that is really, really, really important. Um, And so I hope this is really, really helpful. If you have any questions around any of this, hit me up on Instagram. I'm sam.dinicola, that's S-A-M dot D-I-N-I-C-O-L-A. I hope you found this really, really helpful. And if you've been enjoying this podcast, definitely make sure you go and leave a review every single month we choose one reviewer to win a free coaching call with me. So this is the easiest and cheapest way to get my eyes on your business. And we can really look at you know, any of your questions around what platforms you should be on, what KPIs should you be focusing on, you know, what strategies should you be employing, 
So definitely leave a review if you haven't already. If you are really ready to up your content repurposing game and your content recycling game, check out my content to clients course. You can find it on my website, samdinicoladigital.com. The content to client course goes all into how do you repurpose your content? How do you recycle your content? How to use pillars and themes to tighten up what you're talking about in your content and when you're talking about it, how you're promoting your products and services. It has all of that information there for you and it will save you massive amounts of time when it comes to content creation. So definitely go check out my content to clients course on my website if you wanna learn more and I will catch you next time on No Fluff, Small Business Simplified.